good morning, Crossroads. And I need to first begin by saying welcome to everyone everywhere who's joining us. Let's give a big round of applause for our Mishawaka campus, for everybody joining in Nashville, everyone in St. Pete, everybody online, welcome. Here's the thing, though. I have to say something that doesn't apply to everybody who's watching today, but it applies to everybody who lives up north. I apologize that that bumper video was false advertisement. <laughs> Because not only did we lose an hour of sleep last night, because it's, it's time to spring forward, right? Winter is over. Spring is here. You lose that hour of sleep, at least you, you have the hope that when you wake up, like the birds are chirping, flowers are blooming. We had three inches of snow here this morning. Like gut punch. I don't know what happened. I'm not happy about it. Thank you. And you know what? I was telling some of you this earlier. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know what? We went through all of January and February up here in the frozen tundra with not a lot of snow. You know, it was kind of a mild, nice winter. And then you know what? Beginning of March, what happens? Well, we got a weather balloon fly over the U.S., and then all of a sudden it starts snowing up here. <laughs> They're messing with us. <laughs> Let's pray. Uh, I don't know where that came from. That was just fun to start out like that. I feel it too. I feel your stress, everyone. It is what it is. But today we are here. And honestly, guys, where would you rather be? We're in the presence of Jesus today. And we're ready to lift his name high and lean into the word that he has for us today. And when we talk about this idea of rising up, we're walking through the Bible this year at Crossroads. And we've been looking at the heroes of old. And we're shifting. We're shifting gears in this series. And this idea of rising up, it speaks to the leader of God's people in this time of Israel where Moses died and then Joshua was chosen to lead his people. Joshua was chosen by God and it was his moment to rise up and lead the people of Israel, God's chosen people. And as we're going to look at over the next few weeks in, in the books of Joshua and Judges, what you see is God calls specific people at specific times to, to rise up and to lead in this beautiful moment that he has called them to. And, and what I'm impressed upon in a, in a big way right now in this moment is this, this challenge that I believe that God has for each and every one of us that just as God had a moment for Joshua and the other leaders that we're going to be looking at throughout this series to rise up and to lead, I believe that the same thing that he had for them is the same thing that he has for us. He calls us to rise up. And I think that we all experience moments of decision in our lives. There are moments that start to define our legacy. There are moments that define who we are, our character. There are moments that honestly can ripple through eternity. But there are moments that require us to rise up, to rise up to the challenge that God is asking us to do, to be willing to take a step of faith and to lead in moments that God has called us to. And Crossroads, I just want you to consider this morning, what does it look like? If we answer this call, if we are willing to rise up, we're kind of in a season right now, I think for about the last year and a half now, we've been in this all-in initiative. We've been in this idea that what would it look like if all of us were all in, really leaning into this call that God has in our lives? What, of us, what if all of us were all inviting the people who are surrounding us who are desperate for the hope that they have in Jesus what if we were willing to invite them to a changed life, to invite them to experience what Jesus can do in their lives? What if all of us were on mission? We were inviting as many outsiders as we could to experience a changed life. What would that look like? How would that change our communities? How would that change eternity? It'd be a big deal. 
I think these are the moments that God calls us to rise up into. We've been talking a lot about getting involved in ministry, recognizing Ephesians 2.10, that God created you with gifts and abilities to use for specific things that he created for you to do from the beginning of time. What would it look like if all of us were all involved, all using our gifts and abilities to involve ourselves in the community, to involve ourselves in the life of the church, and to use those gifts and abilities? How would God change our community, change us, if we were all willing to go all in? We've talked about all investing. Like, what would, it, what would it look like if we were all committed to leading the way in generosity? And Crossroads, I have to commend you. You have taken a huge step in generosity over the last year and a half. And because of that, God is blessing us. You guys, we're investing in all kinds of ministries in our community, helping all kinds of people connect with Jesus. You guys are about to launch a huge initiative here at the Goshen campus that's gonna help us connect with all kinds of families in our communities. That, that's possible because of generosity. What does it look like if all of us are all in, all inviting, all involved, all investing. I think it changes everything. And I think that God calls us to moments where he says, I want you to rise up. I want you to take another step of faith and let me use you. Let me work in you. Let me work through you. And I think we're in one of those moments right now because I, I see God moving all around us. And uh, if I can be honest and candid with you today, I'm just, I'm going to go there. I'm going to share with you something that's been on my heart that nobody knows about. This is going to make many of our staff people panic. I just want you to know that right now. Maybe even some of our board members, it's going to make them panic. I hope it makes you panic too because it's making me panic, all right? My heart's a little fluttery and you know, it's a little racing. Uh, maybe I didn't get that hour of sleep and that's what we attribute this moment to, all right? Just remember that. But here's what I can't shake. We've got this vision that by 2025, we want to see 1,000 people be baptized. That's 1,000 people who've said yes to Jesus. That's 1,000 lives that have been changed. And you know what? We're well on our way. We're in the first hundred and some odd people that have been baptized already since last October. It's pretty amazing. But God's put something on my heart. And it's one of those things that's scary because it's tangible and it's real. We're all going to know what happens in the next four weeks. So are you ready for this? We're in a series called Rise Up. This series ends on Easter Sunday where we have the ultimate illustration of someone rising up because, spoiler alert, Jesus rises from the grave, okay? That's going to happen. We're going to celebrate that in a huge way. And on Easter Sunday, we're celebrating baptisms. We're celebrating lives that have been changed by Jesus. And I want to challenge you today because this series starts today with a call to commit. As for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. We are going to rise up. And here's a challenge that I want to issue to every single person who's part of our Crossroads family. At every campus, joining us online, if you're driving up from Indianapolis, wherever you're at right now, this applies to you. Are you willing to rise up? Are you willing to take a next step in your faith? And specifically when it's about baptism, can I ask you this, parents, moms, dads, if you've not been baptized, if you've said yes to Jesus, if he has changed your life, if you haven't been baptized, I'm challenging you. This Easter, rise up. Lead the way for your family and be baptized. Talk to your kids about what that means. Maybe you could lead your family and all be baptized together. How amazing would it be if we had 15, 20 families being baptized together on Easter Sunday morning? What would it look like if all of us rose up together as one and said, yeah, I'm taking a next step in my faith. And if that's the next step for you, being baptized, what if this was the day we just said, this is it? And I, here's what I can't shake. I'm just going to put a number on it. 100 people. Easter Sunday. I believe if we respond with obedience, if God speaks to you and you say, that's me, 
I need to take this next step. What would it look like if we baptized 100 people this, this Easter Sunday? Across all of our campuses everywhere. And right now all the staff's freaking out. The board's freaking out. I'm freaking out. What are we talking about here? But that would be us responding. That would be us, the people of Crossroads, recognizing it's time to rise up. It's time to take another step in my commitment. This is something that Jesus has asked me to do, and this is my response of obedience. What a celebration that would be. So here's the thing. Yeah, let's get excited about that. So here's the thing. We're just going to start blitzing you with this between now and Easter Sunday. Uh, on the screen is a QR code if you would like to take the next step and be baptized. Go online, sign up, fill out the form. Talk to your families about it. Talk to your kids, talk to your teenagers. These are tangible moments, tangible steps where we can celebrate what God has done and also be obedient in responding to what he has asked us all to do. Guys, let's celebrate in a huge way what God is doing and let's see what God will do when we're willing to rise up. Are you with me? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's celebrate and see what God will do. So there it is. I was fighting God about saying that because we'll see what happens. Now the goal has been set and we'll see how, how the people respond. And we're going to lean into that moment. Also, we ordered a new baptistry last week, so we're going to put that to use. All right, we want to break that thing in. It's going to be amazing. Um, you guys, it's time to rise up. This is our moment. And I'm just asking you today, will you be willing to rise up? Will you be willing to answer the call that God places on your life? Today we're talking about the committed leader. And that's what we see when we talk about Joshua. He is a guy who was faithful. He is a guy who was committed. Not many people know this about Joshua, but in the course of his life, he was faithful from start to finish. He's one of those rare heroes of the Bible who, man, he stayed on that course from start to finish. From the very beginning, he was one of the 12 spies that went out to scout out the promised land, Canaan. And when the 12 spies went out to spy out the land, all they saw were giants. Like the people there were gigantic. They were enormous. They were well-armed. They had great armies. But the place was amazing. It's described as a land flowing with milk and honey. And I, I don't really know what that means, but apparently that's amazing. Like that land that flows with milk and honey, it's like, that's where I want to be right now. Uh, but they came back, and, and the 12 spies, 10 of them said, hey, it's a beautiful place. It's amazing. It's extraordinary, this land that God wants to give us, but it's filled with giants. There's no way that we could overcome this and, and, and this be ours. We can't do it. And it was Joshua and Caleb, two of the spies, who stood up and said, no, God has promised us this land. Yeah, it's filled with giants, but he'll be with us. He'll go before us. We can do this. And the people decided to listen to the 10 spies versus Joshua and Caleb, but, but God honored Joshua and Caleb for their faith. Everyone else had to wander through the wilderness for 40 years and was not able to enter into that promised land because of that decision. But Joshua and Caleb, they were chosen by God to lead. They were able to, to see the promised land because they had faith. They had courage. They were committed to, to the God that, that had called them. Joshua goes on to become Moses' assistant. In fact, we talked about the Ten Commandments last week. When Moses ascended Mount Sinai to, to hear the voice of God and to receive the commandments, it was Joshua who ascended the mountain with him. He stopped halfway because Moses could only go by himself. But Joshua was witness, firsthand witness, right beside Moses to everything that God did in and through Moses as he led the people through the wilderness. And so it comes to the point where Moses' time as a leader ends and Joshua's time of leadership is about to begin. And it's a daunting task because it actually says at the end of Deuteronomy, there was no greater leader in the history of Israel than Moses. 
And then, and then Joshua steps into that role. He's like, oh, hey, guys, here I am. <laughs> it's big shoes to fill, all right? And here's what it says in Joshua chapter 1 about the committed leader. It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. This is a big moment. God is telling Joshua, this is your moment to rise up. This is the moment that you have been created for. This is the moment that you have been preparing for. This is your moment. It's time to rise up. And Joshua, even though he'd been part of the leadership circle, he'd been there witnessing everything that had been going on, he was overwhelmed. He was a little bit afraid of, of what that looks like because suddenly he's the guy. All the responsibilities on him. He's been able to watch Moses make all the tough decisions and talk with God and be the leader. Now he has to step into that role, and it, it's a daunting challenge. But notice what God says to Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. What an amazing word that is from God. Hey, be strong and be courageous, because you're the one. I'm, I'm picking you. I've, I've created you. I've prepared you for this moment. It's time for you to rise up. Now, we look at the heroes of old and we go, oh man, those guys were amazing. I'm not that person. Well, listen, you don't tell someone, be strong and be courageous if they're already strong and courageous, all right? He's fearful. He's overwhelmed. He's anxious. He's not sure what the next move is. And God reiterates that. He doubles down. In verse 7, God tells Joshua, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. He is giving him the instruction. He's like, listen, Joshua, my people have gotten themselves in trouble when they stop listening to my word, when they stop being obedient to what I've asked them to do. Joshua, stay focused. Listen to what I'm speaking into your life. Fill yourself with my word. Make sure you stay close with me. Be strong and courageous and follow these directions. You've got this. And here's what it says in verse 9. He reiterates it all again for the third time. He says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What an incredible moment this is. It's God's challenge to Joshua. Joshua, this is your moment to rise up. And Joshua, even though he was fearful, even though he was anxious, he rose to the challenge. It was Joshua who crossed the Jordan River. He, he used the staff of Moses. He, he parted the, the Jordan River, much like Moses parted the Red Sea. He led them into the promised land. He marched them around the walls of Jericho. The walls came down. God gave him victory. He led them in great conquest. Something that we don't realize about Joshua is that he is known as one of the greatest generals, one of the greatest military leaders of Israel of all time. He's, he's the man. 
And yet he kind of had to have that pep talk, be strong, be courageous, I'm with you everywhere you go. And it was Moses uh, who, who set it up and Joshua who took them to the promised land. It was Joshua who led them in, led them to victory, and then as a leader, continued leading. Because once the battle's done, how you lead the people is important. It was Joshua who confronted sin. I, they had this huge victory over, over uh, Jericho, and somebody in the camp steals something from the plunder that they're not supposed to, hides it under his tent, the sin of Achan. And they go to defeat the small city called Ai right after they've had this huge victory and they are soundly defeated by this small city and Joshua doesn't know what to do he's like God what happened you've called me to lead these people now we've been defeated what is going on and it's God who says to Joshua hey there's sin in the camp you've got to take care of this this is Joshua leading he is the one who has to confront the sin in the camp and say hey we cannot allow this to remain who is it? We've got to turn away from this. We've got to turn away from what it is that's holding us back. We've got to stay focused on who God is, who he's calling us to be, what he's calling us to do. We've got to be obedient. It's Joshua who leads the people through these moments. And time and time again, he is shown as a faithful and committed leader rising to the challenge. He is strong and he is courageous. And what's amazing about Joshua is throughout his life, he is a great leader, but the legacy moment for him is what happens right before he himself takes his last breath. When he himself is the one who finally is finished leading the people and it's time for his leadership to come to an end because the message that he gives to the people of Israel is really significant. Joshua is telling the people, this is your moment to rise up. Because he recognizes, man, what God told him all those years ago, it still applies today. We gotta be strong, we gotta be courageous. We've gotta stay focused on God's word for our lives to be obedient when he calls us. And he's saying to the people, hey, nothing has changed. God remains the same. This is your moment to rise up and decide who you are going to be. What a powerful challenge this is that Joshua gives the people in Joshua 24. This is the last thing he tells the people. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. This is the challenge that he begins to tell the people. Serve the Lord and fear him. Fear him and serve him with everything that you've got. And what I want to challenge you with today is this simple truth that rising up requires unwavering love. This is me loving God with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my strength. And I think this identifies this, this, this concept that this is who I am. This is who I will be no matter what. My identity is going to be found in, in serving Jesus. I'm going to love God I'm going to love others. The love that I have for him is going to infiltrate every part of my life, and it's going to be who I am. That's what I'm going to be known for. I'm giving him everything that I've got. It's another way of saying, hey, I'm all in. Whatever God is asking me to do, whatever that next step of faith is, I'm in. It's, it's God first. It's unwavering love. And that's what Joshua is calling the people to. He goes on to say this, put away forever the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? I mean, it's, a, it's an important question to ask. Who are you going to serve? And what you realize is that rising up also requires undivided loyalty. It starts with unwavering love. It's God first. But when, when times get tough, 
When you get tempted to, to chase other rabbit trails and, and go different directions than God is calling you to and, you, and you're distracted or you're being tempted to go down a path you know you're not supposed to go down, rising up requires undivided loyalty. That's me taking a stand for what is right, turning away from what is wrong, no matter what. I am going to serve the Lord. And Joshua, man, this is a powerful call. He's like, hey, God's asking you to serve him. And you've got to make that choice who, who it is that you're going to serve. Because there's all kinds of gods and idols that you can serve in all the countries around us. And you're probably sitting here going, oh, Tim, this is an easy one. Because there's no real idols around. I don't have to worry about the gods of our, what's the God of Canada? Do I need to worry about that one? Like, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. You're like, well, I don't know what to say here. But here's the reality. We talk about the gods of the other countries. What God are you going to serve? I mean, the gods really kind of remain the same throughout time, right? It's the God of my pride. It's the prestige and power that everyone chases. Like, is that the God that your life is going to be all about? Just more power. It's all about me. Look at me, my successes. I think we have the, the God of possessions and wealth and money. Is that going to be what your life is about? Are you just going to chase more and more and more and, and never have enough? Are you going to allow money to be the distraction in your life? I think the one we face today in our culture more than anything is probably just the pursuit of pleasure. We live in a pretty hedonistic society, and it's that pursuit of pleasure that is never-ending, that never fulfills, and, and that's the God that many people serve. And what Joshua is saying to the people, he's saying, hey, you got to circle it. you got to choose who you're going to serve. What's your life going to be about? What are you truly going to be in love with? What are you truly going to be loyal to? And, and he brings it to this unbelievable moment where he draws the line in the sand. And he makes no mistake about it. He says, you choose who you're going to serve. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's what we're going to be about. That's who we're going to be. We are going to serve the Lord. And I want to challenge you today because rising up requires uncompromising leadership. It's complete devotion to God, complete devotion to your family, no matter what. These are the moments that are the critical moments of decision that I believe that God brings each and every one of us to that start to define our legacy. These are the moments that matter. These are the moments that ripple through eternity. These are the moments to decide who we're going to be and what our lives are going to be about. And Crossroads, I want to I challenge you today. It's time to rise up. This is your moment. I want to ask you this question today. Will you rise up? Will you be able to, in this moment, just kind of step back and, and identify some places in your life where maybe you have been distracted and you're chasing other gods and you're saying, no, that, that's not going to be what defines me. That's not going to be my legacy. No, no. We have a moment today to just kind of refocus together as a church family, as a community, and say, no, everybody else, they can decide what they're going to serve. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. I tell you, Crossroads, if, if together we make that kind of radical commitment and say, God, whatever you're calling me to, I'm all in. You guys, that's a game changer. That changes everything. That is us rising up as one and saying unequivocally, God, as for me and my family, we're serving you. What does that look like if all of us are all in at that kind of a level? I'm going to ask you today, are you willing to rise up? These are the moments that define us.
These are moments that create our legacy and ripple through eternity. I want to challenge you today. Crossroads, don't, don't miss this moment. I believe that we're at a critical moment in the, in the life of our church and the timeline of eternity. I think that God is on the move and he is looking for people who are fully committed to him. I love what it says in scripture that God searches the world. His eyes are searching to and fro, it says, searching out for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And why is he doing that? It says specifically multiple times in scripture that he's searching to find those who are fully committed to him so that he can strengthen them because he is with them. And that's why today, if you're saying, man, it's scary to say, as for me and my family, we're gonna serve the Lord. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what God is asking me to do. It's a little bit scary. Well, I say the same words to you that God said to, to Joshua, be strong, be courageous, because God is with you everywhere you're gonna go. The life that you're looking for, the life that you've been searching for, it's found in these moments where you say, God, I'm laying all, down all the distractions and I'm committing that, that it's all about you. That's where life is lived to the fullest. That's where you're gonna find what you've been desperately looking for. And I want us to experience that together because when we rise up, when we experience that fullness of life in our lives, you guys, that ripples through eternity. People see that in us. More people engage in what God is doing. Lives will be forever changed. That'll ripple out into our communities. It'll ripple out into our families. And it will just keep on going. It starts with moments like these where we make that commitment. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. It is time to rise up. And so as we come to a close today, I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm not going to do anything special. I'm not going to hype it up and get you all emotional. Here's what I'm going to ask you. If the desire of your heart today is to say, God, I'm clear in the mechanism. It's possible that I've been distracted. There's some things that I need to make right. But the desire of my heart is that today, God, I want to refocus. I maybe need to recommit. And in this moment, I need to rise up and say, God, I am going to serve you doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. As for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. Listen, if that is the desire of your heart today, I invite you to close our time together by saying a prayer with me, a covenant prayer that says, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. If that is the desire of your heart today, wherever you're watching, wherever you're joining, would you stand with me? If that is the desire of your heart and together, let's make a commitment in this moment that we're going to do the difficult things. We're going to take giant leaps of faith and that we're going to respond when God asks us to make a move in our lives. These are the moments that define our legacies. These are the moments that ripple through eternity. These are the moments when we rise up together as one. If that's the cry of your heart, let's say this prayer together. Today, I make the commitment to love God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and with all of my strength. This is who I will be. I will lead by standing for what is right and by turning away from what is wrong. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You guys, can we give God the praise and the glory because he's moving, he's working, and he's alive. And you guys, if we take this seriously, what God is going to unleash here will be the things that we talk about for generations to come. Guys, let's lean into this. I believe with all my heart we're in a moment that God is asking us to rise up. And I want to say this again as we come to a close because I believe this to be a tangible response to the move that God is doing in our lives. Listen to me. If you have said yes to Jesus, 
If you have taken that next step in your faith and it's time to take the next step and be obedient, take the next step of being baptized, you guys, to be able to celebrate so many lives changed on Easter Sunday where we celebrate that it's, it's possible because of the love that God has for us and the price that he paid for our sins. I, there's no better way to celebrate. What if Easter, don't clap too loud at this, but what if Easter Sunday we were baptizing so many people that I just didn't even have a chance to preach? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, don't clap. Ah, 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 I see. But what a vision that is. Come on now. Let's lead our families. Let's rise up. Let's let God transform us and arrive on the scene. And let's look forward with great anticipation to what he is going to do. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Let me pray a prayer of blessing over you today. God, I thank you so much for who you are, for the incredible love that you have for us and the desire that you have to have a relationship with every single one of us. God, we recognize today, and and we say this out loud, we believe that you have created each and every one of us with gifts and abilities to use for this exact moment of time, things that you prepared for us from the very beginning of time. And God, I'm asking you, help us to have the courage and the strength and the wisdom to, to step out and answer the call that you've placed on our lives. God, what would it look like if all of us were willing in this moment today to rise up together, fully commit to following you and answering the call that you're placing on our lives. God, that's the question that's been just hanging in my heart for the last few weeks, God, and I'm excited to see what it will look like, God, as as we answer the call that you are placing on our lives. So God, be with us, guide us and direct us. God, fill us with your wisdom and with your peace. God, I'm asking as we leave today that you would bless us and keep us, that your face would shine upon us and be gracious to us. God, I'm praying that you turn your face toward us as we commit today to following you, to serving you. God, fill us with your peace. We love you and we praise you. And we pray this in your name today. Together we say, amen. Amen. Uh, Guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. I give you permission to take an extra hour nap this afternoon to recoup from yesterday. Uh, Crossroads, you are loved. Go in the grace and peace of Jesus and have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.